see what that sounds like. Hello? 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 Say Hello? your ABCs. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, X. Is it picking it up? Yeah. I'm just going to have me say the whole fucking ABCs. <laughs> This week, where we have to be really quiet, we're in a study room today. A glass room. A big glass room. And to the left of us, there are people watching a movie. To the right of us is 34th Street, and Jihan can't <laughs> sit there because he'll just keep looking out the window. Slights. Instead of focusing on what we're doing. Because he doesn't like you, people at home. He wanted me to tell you this. He, he thinks you're bullshit. What are you doing? It's nothing. Let's keep talking. Okay. How was your week, Gian? It was good. Let's just open this as a conversation. You're You're doing so many things right now that are not talking to me. I couldn't even answer it. Um, Uh, How was your week? My week fucking sucked. Yeah? I mean, actually, no. My week was pretty all right. In terms of, like, my life and my (laughs) normal week-to-week life, Uh yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah? Oh, okay. All right, then. But the world... It was good. But the world's like... But the world is shit. Was something else. I mean, yeah. No. I think my... If we're talking in terms of, like, my meta life, everything that's going on at once, Uh that kind of blows all the time, but this week was all right. All right. All things considered. I go to a school where, uh, you know, you pay a bunch of money and then don't do anything. Um, and I decided to stay there for another semester because I'm a masochist and I haven't figured out another place to go. Um, and the administration is just, uh, it's not really the administration. It's like one person in the administration. I won't name names, but you know. <sighs> so do a lot of people who go there, do they stay in, Jesus Christ, do they stay in student housing? Yeah, a lot of them Primarily, like a lot of them? Most of the people at school don't stay in the New Yorker, which is where we are now. Um, They stay at the Brooklyn Heights, the St. George in Brooklyn Heights. Is that a bigger building? On Clark Street. Is it like... It's a smaller building than the New Yorker, but it's all student housing, so there's more space. Okay. Or there's more people there in general. Mm -hmm. Um, This place, uh, for people at home, is a giant hotel. Um, It's... Opened in the 1930s, and they uh, redid it a couple of years back. You know, this was owned by the Unitarian Church. Do you know who those are? Those no. people are. Um, it's like this Korean guy made this crazy cult of a church, and um, they bought out the New Yorker Hotel, and that was just the global center for it. Like he, I, I believe he thought he was Jesus. Like he told people he was the second coming of Christ. So what, like, what was his mission? Well, to get a bunch of money, I'm assuming, as uh, everyone's mission in life seems to be. That whole... uh, Collect a whole bunch of money and do as little as possible to, you know, deserve it. But, um, I don't... Like, I I think the jury might be out as to whether or not he was Jesus. I don't know. I can't say for certain. Could have been a Korean guy. Um, (laughs) why not? That's racist of you to say. What? Why? Like, couldn't have been... Well, you said... No, I said could have. But you said it sarcastically. Yeah, but it could have been... (laughs) (laughs) 
could have been that guy. Oh, I think I think it was the Unitarian Church. I could be wrong. So they didn't drink punch. They're like, we're going to space. I don't think so. Drink Maybe this they went punch. to space. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see if they still exist. <laughs> Unitarian. Did they drink punch? Yahoo Answers. Church. Did they drink Kool Aid in all of them? Unitarian Church of All Souls. The Unitarian Church of All Souls in New York City was first, or was the first Unitarian Universalist church in New York City. That was a fucking spectacular sentence. I'm going to read that again. The Unitarian Church of All Souls in New York City was the first Unitarian Universal Church in New York City. Um, it was in New York City. Is anyone still, uh, you know, practicing? I don't know. I think this is talking about, like, oh, I know where this is. This is... I've seen this before. Here, take a look-see. Oh, what the fuck? It's on 79, according to this Wikipedia thing. I've never seen But I think this isn't talking about the church as an organization. It's just talking about the physical church itself. Mm. Okay, Unitarianism is a theological movement named for its understanding of God as one person in direct contrast to Trinitarianism. Okay, so that's not... I don't fucking know. Why are we even talking about this, Gian? Let's not talk about this thing Okay. Anymore. Well, anyway, they this owned thing. the building. The and then, then it was, like, shut down for a while. This entire building was nothing. And now it's, like, three different things. It's student housing. It's an actual church. A church. It's an actual hotel owned by Wyndham, and then it's the Manhattan Center Television Studios. Don't forget '80s Dance Club. At '80s Dance Club, what the fuck was that? For what do you think they were women. doing? It was a bunch of people dressed as like an '80s music video. Okay, you're gonna have to actually like. <laughs> what? You keep looking over here, like. Oh, I'm uh, paying attention. Uh, you're paying attention, but you're not. Speaking. Oh, right. Speaking. I'm speaking to a wall right uh, now. I have to speak. That's yeah. right. It's a conversation. Um, Just think of it as a conversation. Hmm. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> Told you. We talked about conversations yesterday. Yeah, that's true. I'm not yeah, good yeah. in conversation. Ah, whatever. <laughs> go uh, go to Michael's room. Tell him to come up here. And we'll talk about Power Rangers or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. We need <laughs> Michael on here. <laughs> I was going to suggest that, or I was like, let's just record in Michael's room. I'm sure he won't care. (laughs) He'd probably want to be on the podcast. I bet he would. He'd he'd like to be a guest. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a fun time. As opposed to being in the study room where we have to be quiet. Right. And there are other people around. All right, well, anyway, we... Should we see if Michael wants to be on the podcast? We should. Let's talk about Michael. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun. Who might be listening? He did yeah. take down the website information. We might have two listeners now. <laughs> two whole listeners. Oh boy! Normal one, and all those people in me. Romania. Right. Don't <laughs> they, they were in them. Russia, I believe. Oh right, Germany. Russia. We're big in Europe. Tell me about Michael Jean. Um. Oh boy. It was that movie um, starring John Travolta. Yeah, as an I. You angel. know, I've seen that more than once. And it's my that mom's, movie. It's my and mom's it's fault. my favorite movie. It's my mom's. Does she like that movie? She made me watch a lot of like hokey kind of movies when I was younger. Well, does she actually care for I that mean, particular I think, movie? I don't know how she'd feel about it now. I'm sure she still enjoys. Because I feel like that's it wasn't one of those a bad movies. movie. Yeah, it really was. Well, I mean, I was young. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, from what I remember, it didn't seem that bad. Of a movie. I was start, what was? It? I didn't even really remember the premise, other than he was a he was an angel. Yeah. Well, he okay, was so, the Archangel Michael. Right. John Travolta is the Archangel Michael. Comes to Earth. Oh God, this is gonna be really hard to remember. 
And he like, I think he. I remember people working for a newspaper, and it was it right. was like because they worked for a newspaper in New York. No, what he it opens did though up in to Manhattan. convince them that like he was gonna like. He was a real angel. And well, he had fucking wings. It wasn't hard. Because I do remember that scene in particular. Like, With they the go dog? out. I think, like, the idea was it was, like, a National Enquirer type. Oh, yeah. Mo- okay. Type yeah, newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were sending them out to go do this. Uh, piece on this lady who was claiming that she, she was an living angel. with an angel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they get there, and, and they, I do remember they said that the lady, the 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 reporter, was like an expert in angelology, which she was not. And she was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll say that. That's fine. And so they get to the room and they're talking to the old lady and they're having tea or whatever. And um, he's like. Well, is the angel with us right now? And she's like, "What are you talking about? Of course he's not with us right now." And he's like, "Well, how would we know when he's present?" And he's like, "Well, it uh, is either here or he's not here." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't understand." And she's just like, "Michael!" And then he walks down the stairs, and he's like in a wife beater and smoking a cigarette, um, and he smells like cookies for some reason. Oh that yeah, was a- <laughs> right. Yeah, all the women were like, "He smells like cookies." Oh. Uh, that's actually just a John Travolta thing right. that they left in the movie. Like it wasn't it's in the script. Body odor cookies. Yeah, he sweats cookies. It's a Scientology thing. Um but beyond that, I don't remember anything. I remember very uh, apparently I remember a lot of details you don't remember from the, the beginning chain, of the movie. Chain dance? Yeah, I when they're in the vaguely, bar and they yeah. put on chain of fools and like he starts dancing in this really awkward like hammy dance <laughs> and then everyone starts dancing who's in that bar like right. the rednecks who want to kill him uh-huh. and like the women who are obviously attracted to him because he smells like cookies yeah and he has Scientology wings. cookies <laughs> and uh you know everyone else yeah um and he revived a dog did you remember that Vaguely, the little dog. That, yeah, that was, was one of those. Sammy was that the dog's name? Sammy. <laughs> oh, his name's Sammy. <laughs> That's an MC Chris reference that nobody is going oh, to get. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to explain the rest of it. But that was one of those movies that I remember watching at my grandfather's house, like um, in upstate New York, when there was nothing to do because, like, my. Right. My dad would come up with us, and we would go, and then I would stay at home because he would go out and visit all of his friends and stuff, and I would just be there, and we would be watching he's movies. He's partying, leaving yeah, you at home. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do? There's no cable. Nobody. I used to think that like nobody in, in, in the North had cable because all of my family members that lived here, just didn't have not cable. here in the city, but in upstate, none of them had cable. None of them had air condition. Like They had heat, uh, obviously, but they didn't have AC because they're like, oh, it doesn't get hot. And then the summertime, and I'm like, you're full of shit. It absolutely gets hot. I live in New York right now, and it's hot outside. Um, actually, no, it's really not. It's like 68 right now. But it was a couple weeks ago. The point is, Gian, what was the... Okay. Do you associate that movie with like the smell of your grandparents' house? I do, which is not the smell of cookies. It smelled like mothballs and <laughs> fucking old wood. But there are a lot of movies like that. Like, the original Tim Burton Batmans. Like, mm-hmm. I saw them for the first time up there. And I remember being really excited to see the first one because the Joker was in it. And I love the Joker from the TV show. Right. And then I saw it. And, every, and like, my parents were like, oh, it's great. It's great. It's Jack Nicholson. He's awesome. He's yeah. amazing as the Joker or whatever. Because everybody liked that performance. But then I saw it and I was like, this isn't the Joker. This sucks. This is just Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Being Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and it really is. I mean... And, 
looking back on it, having seen that movie many times since, I could say that I don't mind it, but it is. It's just Jack Nicholson. I don't see what the big deal was. <laughs> Other than maybe like, okay, Jack Nicholson is a lot like the Joker just in general. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick, like, if you were on IMDb on the message boards and they were like, what's your dream cast? And this was before, not like Sega Dreamcast, right, but right. what is your dream cast for Batman? Um, and they were doing this circa 1980 that everybody would be like Jack Nicholson. And sure, fine, because you don't have any imagination. But You mean people on IMDb, right? Yeah, no, because I mean you they, and people. Don't they rate by crayons? Like, they're like, they oh, do. This, they this s- movie got seven crayons out of ten. <laughs> I think they, they should. They scroll all their message board writings on crayons, and then they send them into the thing in California. I like their posted. reviews for movies. Just like reading them. I do love like reading normal person movie reviews, like because when you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's all professionals. And right, whatever. right. I imagine that f- that is like from to me what it's like to listen to this podcast. If you're not me, sure, they'd be like, "What kind of like, fucking review was that?" They just explain the synopsis about it. You yeah, didn't even they say whether or not you the whole it. movie. Yeah, that's like that's not a review. That's a uh, 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 that's a synopsis. I just said it. <laughs> You explain the movie as if I could have gone on, gone on uh, the Tusk Wiki for that. I don't. I don't is there a Tusk shit. Wiki yet? I don't. I don't think so. I'm gonna look that up, and if it's if there's not, we're gonna make it. Is that that's like a free thing, right? You can just make a wiki if it's not made already. Oh, I don't know how that works. Nope, there's no Tusk Wiki. Well, time to make the Tusk Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Woo, um, first dibs. So, Michael, what else happened in that movie? Um. There was a scene with the little dog. If well, you no, remember what I mean, the it's dog. Like, what was the conflict? What was the actual story matter. about? It does. Satan. It's... Satan was the conflict. He was. Was he in that movie? Yeah, he was. There was in a it. Satan. In he the was movie. in the fi- in the final scene. That's he awesome. Has Who a... was it? <laughs> he wasn't in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, but no. He's not okay, I remember that. I like that part of the stipulation was that any angel could incarnate on Earth a couple of times, and it was like vacation time for them. Um, National Lampoons. Yeah. yeah. They come to watch National Lampoons. To vacation. go to Wally World? Or, no, what is it called? Uh, yeah, it was Wally World. Moose, moose something. The Moose World. Well, was Wally, Wally was World? a moose, yeah. That was it? Yeah, oh. it was Wally Moose I instead of Mickey Mouse. Right. Um, <laughs> no, they could come, and this was like Michael's last chance to be on Earth uh, for some reason. And all of this just. It, it, what irritates me about the movie is like, Michael's a pretty important angel, right? Right. He's like but the. He was played by John Travolta. Well, no, but like his entire character was just like he was a guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty much a dude. But do they address the fact dude. that biblically speaking, he was an extremely like the Jehovah's like Witnesses? Angel. The Jehovah's Witnesses literally believe that um, Archangel Michael is the heavenly form of Christ. Like Christ, when he incarnated on Earth, was just Michael in a human meat suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's pretty important in terms of the mythology of it all. <laughs> I, why weren't people offended by the movie Michael G? I don't know, man. I think because they made it so. Like if I were to so make a movie fuzzy, about, you know? like if I were to make a movie about the Prophet Muhammad and then have it star <laughs> like, <laughs> have it star like John Goodman. And he or like just make it like a remake of The Big Lebowski, where the dude is the Prophet Muhammad, and he's just like going around. And like this is horribly offensive to any Muslims that may or may not be listening. And I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying that why isn't it that this movie Michael did not create any sort of controversy? 
with the way of with its depiction of a very important religious character. I don't know. I think because uh, John Travolta was a big deal back then. In contrast, they, they're not going to make a. a well, no, that's fine. Real... I'm not saying that John Travolta couldn't play him. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying why did they portray him as this cigarette smoking, wife beater wearing, like because lazy slob? I think because it was more of a love story. And that's fine, but it's like, did they? It, and acknowledge women, that women this was an important character. don't go for nice character. angels. <laughs> no, they like bad boys. That's true. Bad <laughs> angels only. Uh, anyway. <laughs> How many stars do you give Michael? That's, Michael that's our first gets review. two crayons out of five. Two out of five crayons. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was a love story. He came and he like fixed like a relationship, right? I don't did he? Did or he, he really? got like the lady journalist he got the lady together in with the bed. That's what he did. Really? Yeah, the lady that journalist. Happened. He slept with the lady. He slept journalist. with her. Pretty did sure. Did she have like a little baby nephilim half angel so. half no, person? It wasn't like Devil May Cry. It was there was no. Did nephilim that happen child. in Devil May Cry? Well, that's the whole thing about Devil that, May Cry. movie with Virgil and Dante. It's really weird because like Virgil, Dante and Randall, right? Because it's based on it's based on like very loosely on Meryl Streep almost got an Oscar for that movie. Who? What? I'm talking about the Devil Wears Prada. It's oh, completely different. Here we go, jumping around. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So Michael, two out of five crayons. Don't see it unless your joking. parents watch, force you to watch it. But also, how could they force you to watch it if you're old enough and no longer living with them? Can we please stop talking about Michael? All right. Thank God. Thank God. I'm gonna open the show Thank with that. God Did you just Michael. that sound bite? Because I, I know that Michael himself, not the angel, Wait, but the kid downstairs is going to listen to swear. No, where you were going, can we please stop talking about Michael? <laughs> no one's going to know. Oh, no. <laughs> I just like, it was like. The synapses just went off. Was, just really oh, okay. Gotcha. I won't open with that. I have plenty of shit to open with. I could open with you doing the ABCs. I could open with... Um, this is why I don't like doing the test recordings, because I'm always afraid. I'm like, this is Last all being recorded. Was... He could just cut this and use whatever. Last time it was the 9-11 memorial. Right. Stupid, of course, and... Last time it was the horrible 9-11 thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we did actually see a real movie this week. Um, what was it? We saw Tusk. Kevin Tusk. Smith's Tusk. Kevin Smith's return to form. Um, and if you're a podcast listener... Uh, 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 not just of this one, but of podcasts in general, then you probably already know this movie because it is kind of big news. It's the first movie about a podcast that exists, I believe. That I know of, anyway. Can you think of another movie? No. About Zero. That? It's the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. The one true... God. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. Well, I, I really, really, really fucking like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just because I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, which I am, and not because he's going to be speaking in this building in a month, which he is, but I like I I just really really dug this movie. It was funny. It was it was a horror comedy. It, you know, it was kind of uh, it reminded me a little bit of like um, Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and those kind totally of movies where they're just the totally self-aware kind of. Um, Tongue-in-cheek. Tongue-in-cheek horror movies where they realize that, you know, this is an absurd concept, but we're just going to fucking have fun with it. Um, what were your thoughts, Gian? I what loved did you it. Think? I really liked it. Yeah. 
This was the f- and when we went to go see it. There were like I don't know. Four I thought that was the, the best part about yeah. it. <laughs> was like that there, we go in and there was only three or four other people there. And that's the thing, man. Every movie that we see here in New York, it's crowded. like, oh god, it's so crowded and people are loud and people just, which isn't always a bad the thing because they're not. Experience is always like very it's not mixed like in any movie we see. It's either like really annoying audience participation or right. Just it's a great. I don't know. The one movie that I saw that really worked with that, I, I don't think you were there. Did you see 22 Jump Street with me? No, I didn't see that. I saw, okay, so I saw it with some people in the building, some classmates of mine, but um, that was like, the audience was responsive and they were, you know, they were active throughout it, but they were doing the appropriate thing. They were, you know, questioning. At all the right places. Yeah, and it, it was, was like, fun, it, just, it enhanced my experience as opposed to just being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Although what I will say is like we've never really had a problem with people like doing side conversations. We never had like I don't know any of like the yeah. classic like babies crying or people talking at the movie. Yeah. They just New Yorkers are very vocal people, <laughs> and if they like it, you know. If they don't like it, you also know. So shout outs to the city of New York um, and the and those three other people who were there. Yeah, last the night. three other people. But no, that was nice. It felt like a fucking private screening, man. It was. <sighs> Coming out of that, I was because I was telling Jacob, my roommate, about uh, the movie, and I was like, just trying to sell him on it. But mm-hmm. I didn't really. He also, I also don't really know how to sell people on this movie because I'm like, I just tell them it's fun. Like you'll probably enjoy it. And that's it, it man. Yeah. But, yeah. Go on. Um. And uh, yeah, so it's just like describing it as fun. But I like, I was like, I was telling them both. I was like, if you guys want to go see it, I'll go see it again. You know. Oh, I totally want to go see it again, with or yeah. without them. Yeah. I, like, because well, I want to go and see. We did miss a couple minutes of it. You more than me. Um, you used the restroom, like I said. You had, you know, severe uh, gastrointestinal <laughs> distress. Um, Gian was in the bathroom for the first forty-five minutes to an hour of the movie. Um, it's a terrible time. He got there, and then you know he was like, "Why is Johnny Depp in this?" And I was like, "Dude, I don't know." Um, but that's crazy. There was Johnny Depp was in a fucking Kevin Smith movie, and not just any Kevin Smith movie. Gian Tusk. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah, heavily makeuped. Yeah, he was. That was one kind of complaint that I had. Not that he was makeuped, but like I didn't really buy the makeup so much. Yeah, it was pretty fake looking. Yeah, it, I mean it wasn't terrible. Like it, it was better than anything that I could do, but like. It's just you could tell it was makeup. Mm. And that leads me to my next point. Um, why was he credited as Guy Lapointe? Did we figure this out? No. Well, I was listening to um, the podcast, not the one with the interview with the guy who originally came from the one just bef- The one from well, last what week or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the one before that, I think, when they're uh, presenting at... Um, Midnight no, it was Toronto. Yeah, it was that Toronto uh, Film yeah, Festival. TIFF. Toronto International Film Festival. Yeah, at the Midnight, yeah. whatever it was. Um, and they were talking about... He's, he's going into depth about how he actually um, got Johnny Depp to like be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, like... I think he sent him... He, he wrote him like an email or something talking about... Is his name Michael Parks? Michael Parks, yeah. Um, Who is phenomenal in this and pretty much everything yeah, he's, he's ever Yeah, he's really in. good. He's an awesome actor. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess Johnny Depp loves Michael Parks apparently he's right. a big fan that's what I hear like of a lot of actors like a lot of big time actors um, 
they like the idea of him because he's one of those he he's like one of those character actors you know that like he's very much like a that guy kind of actor where you're like oh hey it's that guy mm-hmm. um and he never really gets like huge parts in movies which is a shame like all of the ones that i could think of like in from dust till dawn like he, he stands out he's but he's that? yeah he's like he plays the sheriff in that movie in in the second oh, one shit. he dies in the first one i don't remember how he comes back in the second I think one i ever but, saw the second one um the second one was good too, not as good as the first one. The first one's just is that so also Michael Rodriguez? Yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Or Robert Rodriguez. Um, yeah. Uh, well, the first one was Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. Tarantino wrote the script yeah. and uh, Rodriguez directed it. Uh, that was, you know, we were talking about Red State a little bit yesterday. Um, the movie that came out before this. I feel like Red State and From Dust Till Dawn are very similar. Um, not in that they both star George Clooney and have vampires because they don't, but it's like a whirlwind of a fucking plot. It's like one thing happens after another, and you could never tell where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. Like it jumps around, um, and a lot of people don't like that. I liked that about Red State. My only real beef with Red State was I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. I thought it was going to be more of a straight horror movie. Yeah, like that's a, what the, the way they're marketing it too. Is like yeah. straight up horror, and I was like, "Oh, it's cool!" An I'm interesting excited premise, about that. and it was yeah. a very good movie. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, um, but it was very much like From Dust Till Dawn, where that starts out, it's you know two guys hijacking a, an RV or whatever, and then it ends with fucking a coven of vampires in goddamn Mexico, and you're like, "How <laughs> the hell the did we get shit. here?" Yeah, like you could not, um, you. If you didn't know going into it what that movie was going to be about eventually, I have to imagine like the people, because I knew that it was a vampire flick, because by the time that I saw it, it had been out for like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> if could you imagine if you just went to, into that movie and you're like, oh, George Clooney's in it, we'll go see him. Like, this is a pretty violent uh, yeah. movie. And then you get yeah. in and it's like, oh, wow, this is... And then like you get to the vampire thing and you're like, like what, what the fuck? It just flips it like the whole thing on its head. You're yeah. like, what's going on? Well, I feel like Red State was kind of the same way because it, it jumps around from characters and it was a very interesting technique to employ because it goes against... Um, conventional storytelling with a regular screenplay if you're following you know quote unquote the rules you take a central protagonist um, and you stay with him throughout it it's his journey so you had the three kids at the beginning of Red State it was about them going to try to get laid um, in the woods (laughs) (laughs) and then it it shifts focus like three or four different times Um, it goes from them then it's more about you know the family uh, the 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 Westboro Baptist type people. Um, then from them it's John Goodman, John Goodman yeah. And then it was from the perspective of the police. It was really it was like three distinct different movies, um, thematically and, and well not just by subject but thematically. Like I felt like at first it felt like it was going to be like a teen slasher flick, you know. Then it kind of became that in the middle. Then it was almost like a fucking western shootout at the end um yeah it it changed focus a lot which is interesting because kevin smith um you know whether or not you you like him or not his and his style it tends to be very it's almost theatrical um a lot of his movies feel like they could be plays like clerks it's two guys in a convenience store 
um, talking about shit. It takes place in one central location. Everything is, like, most of the action happens off camera. Like, they have the hockey scene and whatever, but they talk about going to this funeral, and they never do. They just come back, and they talk about what happened. Um, they talk about all of these things that are going on. They talk about Caitlin Bree and her getting married and everything like that, and you meet her at the end, but it feels like, you know, you could stage Clerks as a... It doesn't even feel like it. You could literally do that. If we took the screenplay to Clerks, and we were like, okay... <laughs> We're going to make a play out of it. You, it would be so easy to adapt. You would barely have to change anything. Um, so to compare that to Red State, where he just... he It's a fucking whirlwind. And that's what I like about that movie, and that's what I especially like about this movie, is he's kind of stepping outside of his box. He's gotten a lot more... Um, he's gotten excited about filmmaking again, which is terrific. Um because for a little while after Red State, that's when he said he retired and whatever. Yeah. And even before that, he was kind of disenchanted with um, the entire filmmaking process. You know what I mean? And now he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to make this movie, I'm not going to make that movie, and it's going to be about whatever the fuck I want it to be about. Mm, he's got and like, it's a great what, place four to things be. in the works mm-hmm. like, coming up. Yeah, he's got uh, Yoga Hosers is going to be the next in the True North trilogy, as he's calling it. I'm excited about that whole just the name, yeah. the True North trilogy, <laughs> right? And it's just it's it's exciting to me because he's excited, and you get to listen to him on the podcasts and everything because he's a very open person. Um, that's you know I was thinking about it last night. The way that I felt coming out of this movie, like just supercharged and like ah oh, that was yeah. awesome. It reminded me of like going to see something that my friends have done. Mm-hmm. Like if I yeah, like when it I go was to, like it was like going to see like a friend's band or right something yeah, play. and like, and you're like really that awesome. was fucking awesome because you you have connection with mm-hmm. like how you know the people who like produce that right because yeah if you're in his audience yeah if you're in his audience you've been here through every step of the production of this movie from the uh just the first idea of it to the filming and then you come out and it ruled like yeah it felt like i had watched um which would happen a lot in Florida, like going to see a friend in a play and the play being really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'd just be like, yeah, dude, right on. They fucking, they <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes you go and you're just like, oh, that was bad, but <laughs> yay. <laughs> no, this was, it was great. I, I was, it was, yeah, it was easily the best movie of the year for me. I loved the ringtone. Ralph Garman's yeah uh, the Hollywood yeah. helper ringtone so good man <laughs> I like there were a ton of little references uh-huh. to 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 the podcasts all throughout like when, before you came in where he's talking I told you about the guy um, from Epic Mealtime uh, he was in it he has like a cameo as a customs officer in the airport who talks to Justin Long and um, he's talking about the Canadian flag and he's like I don't remember what he said about being sad. He's like, no, no, the sadness, that comes from the States. Up here, we're red, white, and never blue, eh? That was the name of one of the podcasts, but he looks at the Canadian flag because it's red and white. Yeah. It's red, white, and blue. Is he Canadian? You get it! Is he Canadian? That guy? Yeah. I believe. That's cool. Because in the episode that they did with Kevin Smith in L.A., they were talking about wanting to go back to Canada. How much... He hates America. Yeah. Misses Canada. That's going to be the premise of Yoga Hosers, basically. The two yeah, girls I, in the convenience store that hate Americans. Yeah, that episode I was listening to, he was talking a little bit more about uh, Yoga Hosers and how, mm-hmm. it, I guess it takes place a year or something after Tusk. Yeah, so... And like it's the, like, the they're, those girls are credited with, like, 
saving the I forget they call it the something manatee mm. and they're just like annoyed oh, right. and they're they like it's that. not a manatee yeah, it's a yeah. fucking walrus it's the Manitoba manatee yeah yeah the man- <laughs> it's a fucking walrus eh <laughs> they were great I, I liked their little characters yeah that was that's good. fun but that um, we were talking about Johnny Depp being in this that's more or less the reason um, cause the other girl that is not Harley Quinn Smith is Johnny Depp's daughter. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Lily something or another. Um, and I guess they're good friends. And I guess that Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp have known each other for ages, which is so crazy to me. Like, I guess I don't really think about Hollywood in terms of its actual people that would just run into each other and hang out. It's like you hear about somebody like Johnny Depp and you don't think of them. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Smith. They probably take... They have kids that go to the same school, and they see each other at school events. That's bizarre. Celebrities are people, too, Gian. You don't say. I don't think so. That could all be an elaborate PR stunt for this movie. Johnny Depp was talking about how he was, like, running the makeup through Kevin Smith. (laughs) Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, uh... He's like, doesn't the nose, like, the tip of it kind of look like a dick? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's like, yeah, hey, yeah, it does. And he's like, well, would you be cool with that if we just kept it that way? What's up? Uh, I'm leaving now. Oh, okay. Did you find your card? Oh, yeah, yeah, I found it. Yeah, thank you. Have a nice... Yep, have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. I like that. (laughs) Kind of looks it's like, like yeah, go ahead and keep it. <laughs> Added like a vein in it. Uh-huh. Like a blue vein. Yeah, a big blue vein. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so weird. That's, you know, and that's... It's those little things that, you know, kind of make or break a movie when you think about it. I think that's why this movie was so joyful. There was a lot of was love because, put into yeah, this movie. Like, they were just having fun. Yeah, you could just feel the fun from like at the very beginning of the movie. And... When I was like describing this, I was telling Jacob like, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of little things in the movie for like fans of Kevin Smith that mm-hmm. they'll recognize. Um, and he was like, oh, so is this like gonna be a movie like that I'm gonna watch it and not, you know, like have any connection to right, it because right, right. of that? I'm like, oh no no no, like I think anyone could enjoy this movie mm-hmm. like. Definitely, but it's just they're just kind of little fun Easter eggs, right? Even if you're not like a big listener of the podcast yeah. or whatever, like if you like Kevin Smith, I think you're gonna like this movie. Mm. Like if you like any of his other movies, because it does feel like a return to form. Because even though it is, yeah, it's like a horror movie, it's a horror comedy, and it's it, it's fucking funny. I mean, um, and it, yeah, it feels like a Kevin Smith movie. Just the witty dialogue, like the so everything, good. it was just perfect. I like the um, how they extended the scene when he's in the gas station because when I first saw that scene, I wanted it to be longer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, this could, you know, this could have gone on a little longer. And they right. probably could fit some funny stuff in there. Well, and then they did the flashback to mm-hmm. it, and I was like, yes, yeah. awesome. Well, I had heard that podcast that we were just talking about before mm-hmm. going into the movie. So yeah, to hear him talk about the scene in the convenience store when it first happened. And, like, the scene takes 10 seconds or whatever it is. It's just a little... I'm like, that's what he was talking about? Like, how could... No. So, yeah, they, go, they revisited it uh, yeah. towards the end. But, um, 
Oh, it was fucking great. So like the good. big it's Lebowski really hard. <laughs> It's really difficult to talk about this movie and not want to spoil things. I know, yeah. Because it's just so much fun. Right. Like, I want to explain certain scenes or I just want to talk about I wanna them. want to break them down. But, but it I isn't can't. like other movies not... that we talk about where we'll talk about the plot to other movies and it doesn't really matter. But yeah. these, I think anybody that might be interested in seeing this and listens to us is probably well aware of what the plot is. Um,. So at this point, it's just spoiling jokes, and that I don't yeah, know. and that's no fun. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. I don't want to spoil anything. Right, else. right. Um, a lot of little like allusions to things. Uh, there, there was the big Lebowski joke, which I won't. That was great. Ruin. That was but really it was, I Because I was th- like, I laughed as soon as they said that, and then they hit it home. But um, yeah, fucking Johnny Depp. That was one of his jokes. He's great in this. Michael Parks is great in this. Haley Joel Osment is back. He's very good. Um, everybody Long, in this movie is good. Yeah, yeah. Justin Long playing just the most horrendous person ever. Like, you really <laughs> do <great>. hate him. <laughs> like, just don't like him at he's all. He's such a dick. Um, and he does Kevin Smith really well. He, like he does the Kevin Smith type humor. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he was in you know one of the traditional VOC Universe movies, it would have been perfect. He's this isn't his first Kevin Smith film. He had a small part in Zack and, and Mary, which his part was great. Yeah. Zack and Mary was, he was hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, everybody worked really well together. The whole cast is coming back for Yoga Hosers. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh fuck yes. So, um, and then they're probably going to be back for Moose Jaws as well. Moose Jaws is going to be another one. <clears throat> and then um, the Night of the Krampus, I think it's called, who, who he's uh, doing with Andy McElfresh, a guy who gave us a shout out on their show um, with Kevin Smith. Who's going to be in? Um that movie Krampus yeah I don't know I don't know a terrible amount uh, about it I know that they're going to shoot it before Moose Jaws because they're almost done with the first segment of Yoga Hosers right now and so I don't know if it has to do with the kids being in school or whatever but they're going to break down production on that then do Krampus in between and then pick it up again right he Um, was talking about that and I was like oh well that means they've been filming for a long time like Mm -hmm. so these kids probably need a break yeah, and they're well, probably going to school. Yeah. Well, legally speaking, any like SAG after movie, if you're utilizing, I, well, yeah, I'm assuming actors both, under a certain age. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're both. Even if they're not SAG actors, it's a union movie, so they would have to follow the rules. But um, I don't see why they wouldn't be. They're stars of major or children of major stars. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things when you're shooting with minors uh, that you have to keep in mind. But the break, they're probably going back to school or something like that. Uh, Krampus. I don't know if that falls into the True North thing. If that's going to be all a part of this mythology, um, it sounds like it may as well be. Although, I mean, that, that's like a Scandinavian yeah. thing. So is it? Is it? It's going to be like the evil Santa, yeah, like yeah, Adventure Santa Brothers, devil, that kind right. of like yeah, what exactly. you saw in it's the that, Christmas special, right? With the long tongue and like the whip and just uh, like fucking weird. I, well, the entire mythology behind it is fucking crazy. Like, it's this guy that if children are naughty, they don't get cold. They have to be visited by the Krampus, which is really, literally the Christmas devil. That look, he's got hooves and horns and, like... <laughs> <laughs> I really so like the way up. they did him on Venture Brothers. Yeah. I was like, that was, a, that was, like, one of my favorite episodes. Right. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But, yeah, so that'll be coming out then, Moose Jaws, which he's literally... He said it's literally... 
Jaws, like the plot to Jaws, but with a moose. So, do you think it'll be like uh, Jacob stranded in the woods, like that? Whole I'm scenario? hoping, like one guy in the woods, and he's got to fight off this moose, escape it somehow. <laughs> right? Maybe Jacob will actually go see this one because it's so close to his life. I, have we talked about that before? I don't think so. Show? I don't think we've ever he's talked about He's got this that. idea. Well, he had it. It's been okay. shot down now. All right. It's so he's not going to do it anymore? He actually fairly, I think last year or something. He encountered a moose? And no. He watched, we watched a, a YouTube video or something with a moose like mm-hmm. attacking some guy. They're huge. And he was like, holy shit, it's huge. And we were just like, me and David are just looking at him like, yeah, dude, it's <laughs> fucking huge. Like, It's this giant, like seven foot tall, like 800, 9,000... I'm probably exaggerating now. I don't know how far... Pretty fast. It, but it's huge. Yeah, it's like yeah, a it's locomotive like being, train It's like at being you. attacked by a giant horse with horns on its head. Like a demon horse <laughs> that's very aggressive. Yes. They're very aggressive. They're dangerous. Like, they're more... I've heard that they're more dangerous than bears just because a bear is usually is not going to attack a person unless mm. you have, like, food or something that it wants. Because it's not going to eat you. It's not attacking you for food. Um, it's attacking you because, you know, you have, threatening you have Cheetos or, or picnic yeah. baskets. Right. Um, Honey. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it wants all that. But a moose, they're very territorial. They're very aggressive. They can knock down a fucking tree, dude. They're scary fucking creatures. And Jacob was like, I could kill one with a butter knife. <laughs> he says he claimed uh, if he had... I think a year's worth of training, or years worth of know, years time worth of to prepare maybe. and train to uh, kill a moose. Um, that he could do it if dropped off in the you know wilderness. <laughs> he could take down a moose with a year's training. Yeah, I don't know if he's like studying under like the fucking moose pie may from Kill Bill. <laughs> Like somebody that really specializes Hates in killing, moose. yeah, meats with, yeah. with a <laughs> with a knife or something. Then maybe I'll, I'll warrant him that. But like, if he's just when he says training, if he's just like getting in shape or something, no. <laughs> that moose murdered my family. Now I dedicate my life to killing them. Mm. It's like the moose Punisher. Yeah. The oh, we should write that comic. That'd be good. The moose Punisher. What did you think about The Punisher? Going to another movie. I'm gonna. We'll go over both. Which movies. one? Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. I never saw the other one. The other one. Well, was... I've seen two. I've never seen the most most recent one. The oh, you saw like the Dolph like Lundgren the... Punisher. Wow, how was yeah. that? I've that never was, seen that. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Going into it, accepting all the things about. Did it. he not wear the skull in that one? Yeah. I don't think he did. Because, like, they wanted to distance it from the comics. Right, yeah, I don't think he did, from what I remember. That's so dumb. What did you think about the Thomas Jane Punisher? I like that movie. Like, I don't hate it. I mean, I guess it's not great. Mm. It's certainly not the Punisher. I guess if you're a big fan of the Punisher of yeah, the comics, it's, it's not the traditional That would Punisher. be, it's kind of tame. I mean, it was an, it was an R-rated film, but, uh, yeah, he didn't come off as very... Like, he just seemed... I don't know. Like the Punisher is he's very, very, he's very justified brooding. in what he does, but this was it was a self-contained story. Like, um, you know, he 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 starts off his family's killed and whatever, and then by the end of the movie, he's done, basically, right? Mm, yeah, I think so. Um, it didn't really warrant a sequel or whatever. Out for yeah, 
Um, and the Punisher in the comics is a little bit different than that. Yeah, he wants vengeance, but he wants vengeance in kind of a Batman way where yeah, he's never everyone, gonna be done. Everybody. Um, so yeah, they're the they're that is different, but the uh, the second the 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 Punisher War Zone that came out was that, and it was it was dumb. <laughs> like it was it. a bad. Yeah, movie. I heard it was bad. Um, there was a lot of cool shit that went on. Like if you're a fan of like just hardcore ridiculous movie violence like not even and I don't mean hardcore in like a Saving Private Ryan where it's like oh my god this is real life this is war as hell right. it's just like a stupid slapsticky like it's more like a slasher film or something mm. um, it kind of it, it's it, it is like if you took the Thomas Jane version and then you crossbred it with fucking I don't know Nightmare on Elm Street or something because it's it's literally that like cartoonish Violence. There was one scene that's really cool, and it's um, an allusion to Frank Miller's Year One, uh, where the mob and whatever, like all of the people and the politicians that are corrupt, and everything, they're all having dinner at this giant table, and then the Punisher cuts the power, and then he comes in, um, and it's it's literally the "You've eaten well" speech from Batman Year One. Uh, that was my Batman oh, voice. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah, he comes in and he just. But there's this great scene where he's like, does he come from down, a chandelier? Back, he like upside down. Yeah, he's hanging from a chandelier and he has a gun and he's just shooting 360 degrees and taking everybody out. <laughs> Is it's he so spinning silly? While he yeah, does yeah, this? yeah. Oh my god. He's spinning around like the yeah, full circle. It's it, it, it was funny, but the rest of the movie it's just so unevenly paced. It's it's weird. Fucking Newman um, from what? Seinfeld is in it. <laughs> He plays like the his. his I, it's a character from the comics, but I don't really follow the Punisher comics. I don't uh, know what his name was, but he like has. He's he, he basically he's the Punisher's like supplier. Yeah, okay. he's he's like Q gun guy. Right. Okay. Um. And he's he's not like in any official capacity. He's just I guess a collector or something. He has access to a lot of weapons, and he goes. He's he's behind Frank Castle and. It's his new profession after selling that, like, dino DNA. Yeah. (laughs) After getting acid spit in his face by a possibly fictional dinosaur. (laughs) Are those real? We should go to expert Ariana Peak for any uh, dino information. Our paleontologist friend, Ariana. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, Punisher Warzone, one crayon out of... Four crayons. And Thomas Jane's Punisher? Three crayons out of three crayons. six crayons. Oh, no. I'd, I'd give it a I'd three it out of five. F- yeah, okay. Yeah, a good three out of five. It was All a good right, movie. Right. It's not yeah. terrible. No. It's weird that it takes place in Tampa. It's weird that it also has John Travolta in it as it does. the villain. <laughs> I come to think of it. Michael makes villain. an appearance. There was that scene, the the car garage scene was cool. Was, was that the one where he's being dragged? No, like, uh, Thomas Jane puts, like, all of the plastic explosives underneath these mob cars on the top of this car garage, oh, and then yeah. it pans up, and it's the Punisher symbol. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's dumb, but it was cool-looking. It's like, man, you wasted a lot of time doing that for yeah. that effect. <laughs> I got, yeah, like, the, those are the things I like to think about. Like, how much did money did that cost? 
Oh, I thought I'm you were going to be like, I like to think of a real life superhero going to these lengths going, yeah. to just do a symbol that, <laughs> that no one with can that see. much destruction yeah. and just no one can actually right. no one ever will ever see will it. it. Only see he'll he'll know it, but he yeah. can't even appreciate it himself because he's not high enough to mm-hmm. see it. He's just like that's cool. Some guy in his random Cessna flying and eyes like, whoa, what is that? That was cool. And you know, you don't really think about it in a Thomas Jane Punisher movie. You do think about it hardcore in something like The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. where for no reason in particular, Batman decided to put a big flaming bat on top of the Brooklyn Bridge uh, <laughs> while he had mere hours to spare before the entire city was going to be leveled by a nuclear bomb. <sighs> and how did they not see card. him? The military's there. Like, I, okay, he's I'm, just that good. I'm a proponent <laughs> of the argument, well, he's Batman, but just... That's whatever. The thing that pisses me off is, how did he get back to Gotham? And I'm perfectly fine with saying, oh, maybe he just knew somebody. The stupidest, smallest explanation would have sufficed, but they didn't even give us an explanation. They didn't have time. They had plenty of time. No, they had to get that bat symbol in there. They had plenty of fucking time in that movie. Cut out Matthew Modine. That entire character. Why was it oh, there? Oh, the what, dude It didn't who, go anywhere. There was no payoff. The guy on the TV show? Who no. was like an exposed the whole thing? Or? That's in Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Um, no, and that guy went to Dreyfus, that redhead guy. Dreyfus School of the Arts. Shout out to you, sir. Um. <laughs> shout out to Nikki Groton. <laughs> right, Nikki Groton, <laughs> who works in... She's doing very well. She does. She's a big Hollywood hotshot right now. Bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what I mean to say is. You should apologize for that. No! I will that not. nice? I love Nikki Groves. Very nice. She is one. Wonderful person. That was just jealousy. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Batman. No, yeah, Matthew Bodine. He was the other commissioner in that movie, the other police guy and Dark Knight Rises. Who's like, oh, James Gordon or Jim Gordon was a wartime Wait, was hero. Was he the guy with the mascara from Lost? No, that's That was uh, the mayor, right? Yeah, he's gonna be at New York Comic Con. Oh hell yeah. I don't even know his real name, but he's cool. Yeah, I can't think I like of his, his characters. Name. Um, off the top of my head. No offense to you, sir, if you're listening. Matt I can't Kyle believe he doesn't wear mascara. That's crazy. I can't believe he listens to our podcast. His eyes are so dark. And he's crying, right? His mascara is running. Um, <laughs> but no, Matthew, he was the other cop in that movie. You've probably already forgotten him because his character didn't matter. And it was just a big waste of time. Probably, yeah. Or get rid of Daggett because you're not going to make him Clayface. So <laughs> Daggett? Yeah, like, he was the business guy that is like, hey, I paid you. And then Bane's like... So that gives you power over me. <laughs> and he breaks his neck. There was a lot of wasted time in that movie. It's, it's when directors get too big for their own good. That their no bridges. one questions their... Their britches. Their choices, yeah. Too big for their britches. It's a shame what he's doing to them britches. Yeah. Because that, like, it, it could have been a very... I mean, it was a good movie. It's fine. I'm not... But it could have been a great movie if they just trimmed a little bit. 
Mm. Like, just keep, keep it about Batman. Why do you even need all of these excess characters? If you're going to do three villains, why would you do three villains plus five pseudo-villains plus six kind of protagonists plus a secret villain? It's like... <laughs> wow, now that you uh, count out the villains... It's, it's just too much. Jesus. There was too much going on in that movie. Like, we didn't even need John Blake. Fuck you, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, come on. He was good, and I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but that character was unnecessary. Yeah. Sort of give the audience hope, you know, for a new Batman. Well, Batman. we got a new Batman. His name is Ben Affleck, and he has nothing to do with those old movies. <laughs> <laughs> what you, oh, speaking of which, Gotham's out Monday. It is. It's coming out Monday. Yeah. That'll be cool. It'll be interesting. Well, I hope it'll be cool. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I hope it'll be okay. <laughs> I was talking with Michael about this yesterday before you got there. Um, Not the angel, right? Yeah, no, the angel. <laughs> like, well, and that's what I meant. It was like, I was just praying. Um, <laughs> Dear Michael, I hope please Gotham let is good. <laughs> Gotham be good. I've waited so long for this. <laughs> no, like, um,. Michael's no, like, get out of my room, Pino. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> I'm not an angel. I'm just a guy from Hawaii. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, now I've lost my train of thought. No, we, I was saying, it looks like what I was hoping it was going to be was just literally like a police procedural, mm-hmm. something like Law and Order that happened now, to be I feel set like in Gotham City. Yeah, it's like running away with the story too much. Like it's... Looks like it's going to focus... It's going to try to focus on too many things. And I understand the impulse to do that. Because, like, why make a Batman show if Batman's barely going to be in it? Just right. as, like, a, you know, a, a background character. And that's what I'm so worried about. Is, like, they're doing so much with these fucking kids. Like, and that's what will ruin the show. Yeah. I don't need a little Catwoman and a little Poison Ivy. Because, A... Even, the way, even the way they're dressed is like it's too look this is what they're going to become yeah, it's like too exactly. heavy-handed well little catwoman is basically just catwoman right like if you watch the previews she's like kicking ass and stuff and i'm like that's stupid that's oh she's dumb. actually fighting in the yeah. previews uh, she's like fighting off attackers and stuff but i'm like the only reason that you could have them in the plot would be to like i don't know service the bruce, to bruce wayne, wayne character. yeah yeah but like Bruce and Selena aren't connected and before he's Batman. That fucks with the mythology of it. And I don't really care about that. I'm not saying, ooh, well, the comic books did it this way. Um, that's what nerds sound like. And uh, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to see... I don't want to see baby Batman right. fighting crime. I just, baby Batman and his little friends. And his friends, yeah. In Gotham City. Like Baby Watchmen from The Simpsons. I never saw that. That sounds There was an episode of The Simpsons where they do, like, they go to a comic book convention and Alan Moore is guest starring. He's like a a voice in it. And um, Milhouse is like, Would you sign my DVD of Baby Watchmen and V for Vacation? And he's just like, Not having it. It's like the Muppet Babies, but it's the Watchmen. And he's like, Yeah, he gives a very distasteful kind But no, that's what it looks like. And Ivy's name is Ivy Pepper instead of Pamela Isley for some reason. And you're really pissed off about that. No, I am. That's that so can stupid. You? <laughs> I can't. Why? Why does her name have to be? Her name's already a pun. Why do you have to make it more of a pun? <laughs> Fox has got to have its puns. Fuck them. They already had one. I'm kind of upset that it's even on Fox. I didn't want that's to watch kinda... a Gotham show. Well, here's the thing. Oh, no, the other one. I was going to say Birds of Prey was on Fox, but it wasn't. It was on WB. 
We, uh, Dean, are you aware of the Birds of Prey? Yeah, Not the comic, but yeah, the show. you've uh, you've told me about that before. Oh, it's pretty fantastic. It's like the worst thing ever made. Um, oh, I thought it was no. right after Smallville came out. They wanted to do that, but with Batman. But they were like, "How are you going to do like teenage Batman? That's stupid." Even <coughs> though they're doing that on Fox right now. Actually, they're doing pre-teenage Batman, which is even worse. But um, so they were like, instead of doing that, it's set kind of in the future. Like a not so distant future, and Batman has disappeared, and the Joker has already paralyzed Barbara Gordon. That was the one cool thing about the show is like they used Oracle mm. um, in a wheelchair, and it was Barbara Gordon. So that was cool to see somebody playing that character on in live action. I'm always kind of a sucker for that kind of thing. When they um, do the adaptation, not when they do adaptation, just like when they have like more obscure characters in like not that Barbara and they Gordon, don't try to change them dramatically right not that Barbara Gordon is at all an obscure character but even like in Dark Knight Rises when they had Holly um, from year one do you know who that is um, she's like Catwoman's oh yeah it's like, like yeah yeah person that was living with her for right. inexplicable reasons in this movie but that was in Batman year one um, it's this kid that Selena takes in um, actually, it's like a 12-year-old prostitute, in fact. But, because Selene is also a prostitute. But uh, 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 when she becomes Catwoman, then, and all that goes out the window. But, like, I just liked that that character was there just as an allusion to, you know, the seminal classic of the mythos. Um, so I felt that way about Oracle as well. When they were like, well, we're going to keep her. It's going to be Barbara Gordon. It's gonna, she's going to have all the backstory, and she's just going to be there and, um, they were going to, in the second season, which it didn't get picked up for because it was so terrible, uh, they were going to bring Batman back, and he's going to be a little bit older. <laughs> um, like how old? Like 50s? or uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like 40s or 50s. Probably, it would probably be somewhat similar to what we're going to see in the new Batman with Ben Affleck. Because he's not so old that he's not a crime fighter. He's mm-hmm. just not 35-year-old Bruce right. Wayne. But he's getting he's there. He's like getting Yeah, there. he's maybe a little bit old. Like, he's, you'll probably age. see him, yeah, like, yeah. his age is going to affect him somewhat, as it should. Not dramatically. Although there are a lot of fucking fit 45-year-old people. Yeah. It's like, look at Ben Affleck. He's fucking crazy looking right now. Like, you see those pictures of him, mm. like, outside of I actually uh, haven't. Yeah, I haven't been looking at all. He got fucking ripped like, he's, it's it's crazy to see how old is ben affleck now 40 yeah, something he's like 42 i think oh okay he's not old but yeah. older than i mean usually they'll cast superheroes as being like fucking 25 right which right. is way too young for batman yeah. i think like if you're gonna do 25 year old batman then it has to be something like year one where he's still learning i really like that i think about year one like how because a lot of the time superheroes are very young they're in their 20s mm-hmm. um and they're but then they're just like they're really good yeah. really quickly and it just doesn't that doesn't make any does, sense yeah. even if you because, have all of the training like batman did right. you're still gonna have not, to learn how to do it's still totally different mm-hmm. you're fighting crime and adapting right. to all these situations mm-hmm. and that's what was great about year one um like we give frank miller shit all the time on the show but uh I, re- I love that story. Like, I really do love yeah. that. Because he's bumbling through his 20s. He's yeah. just, like, it's, it's trying realistic. to get the hang of everything. It's like, yeah, he's he wouldn't just bad. show up and yeah. be, like, in 
uh, Batman Begins, where he just shows up and he's super competent. Right. Granted, in Batman Begins, it makes sense because they trained him to be that, like his entire thing. In you know the regular mythology, it's Bruce Wayne goes out, he learns to fight and stuff, and he mm-hmm. learns he he has this idea of who he wants to become. But it's not like he goes to this organization who teaches him literally to do that. But that's right. what they did in Batman Begins because. They didn't have the enough time. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have enough time in you know a two and a half hour movie to go over all of that. But yeah, yeah no. And then it was also a fantastic Jim Gordon story with fucking Gordon being you know like a really good cop in a very corrupt force, but he's also a human. Like he cheats on his wife midway through it, mm-hmm. and they almost get divorced. They were very real characters. Yeah, they came for off this as human dirty, beings. fucked up city. Right. It's like Jim Gordon doesn't have to be this valiant hero, even though he kind of, like, he has faults. He's a person. Um, but he chooses to be better than that. Yeah. Or at least attempt to be. He's dedicated to his job, and he wants what's best for Gotham. But, he, yeah, he's a real person. He has, he, he, he has character flaws. Um, so that was that. I don't know how we got to this point. We're so. talking about birds of prey, but it's I don't know what we were talking. Two crayons out of five. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give it. Yeah, a good solid two <laughs> out of five because it makes me laugh, and I'd like. I'll watch that show any day of the fucking week just because it's hilarious. Um, fucking um, Uncle Jesse's wife from Full House plays the original Black Canary. No. Oh. Um. <laughs> uh. uh like an older version, and then there's the younger Black Canary. Uh, actually, no, I don't think she, it's Black is Canary. Is she training the younger Black Canary? Not really. Um, Oracle is doing that. Oh, but what? I, I don't... Wait, Oracle is? Yeah. How is she training her? Well, she's not training her physically, but she's training her to, because she doesn't. She's a metahuman in um, this. She has superpowers. Oracle. Uh, no, Black Canary. Oh, Both what, is she, Black what Canary. can she do? She, it's this? called the Canary Call. She like oh, emits no, this dude. hyper loud. <laughs> Um, is it just like an ear piercing screech yeah just like banshee the younger one she has powers that weren't fully explained yet they were gonna like eventually get there okay um as the series progressed to see what her whole thing was yeah but they didn't um and then they had huntress who was also a metahuman for some reason although i think huntress sometimes is like in real life Does she have powers? No, no, she I'm doesn't. Not she's just familiar enough. Well, yeah, in like Earth Two, she's... she's the child of Bruce and Selina, and that's what she is in this as well. Um, Instead of Damien. Yeah, but she has powers in this, and I don't know what. Oh, it's Catwoman is supposed to have powers in this universe. Um, she call cats. Yeah, she's got a cat call. Or, cat call because she's no, a she just do. She emits this foul-smelling urine and then oh. marks her territory, and, and bad guys can't. They, 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 they See get why they canceled the, the show. Yeah, no, I don't know. They didn't explain bat, Catwoman's powers um, either. I'm sure that they would have in time. But, yeah, that's Birds of Prey. <laughs> if you're interested in that. All right. Well, this one's gone on for quite a while. Yeah. I think we could call oh, yeah, it, uh, wrap minutes. it up. Probably just over an hour. That's enough, I think. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, so I'm Scott Mosier. And I'm Kevin Smith. Have a week. <laughs> <laughs>